This ain't no disco. This ain't no country club neither. This is RVA. <laughs> hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Oh La La in the Dungeon. <laughs> well, it's been a, a good two weeks since the last pod and a very busy two weeks. Oh, yeah. St. Patrick's Day came and went. She's true. Did you do anything fun, Liz? I did. So um, I usually go to Rosie Connolly's in uh, at the farmer's market downtown, like Shaco Bottom, every year. And um, one of my dear friends moved to Italy last year oh, with her husband and kids. That's that follower. Yes. Miles to Italy. That's right. She listens every week, she said. Or every time we release. Um, And uh, she was visiting for like four days. So I felt honored and privileged that she reached out to me. So she used to work there um, every St. Patty's Day. Nurse by day, server by night. Just for that weekend because she's so such good friends with the owners. Um, And it was a really good time as usual. And she surprised them by showing up. She got there at like 2.30 in the afternoon. I was working. That's St. Patrick's Day for you. That's right. Matt and I walked down there after work. And um, I was like, are you sure you're going to still be alive? You've been there since 2.30 with jet lag. (laughs) But she was still uh, hanging on. And um, we enjoyed the pipers, the bagpipers, and um, all of the good beer. All the beer, all the Jameson. That all the Guinness. Was. Yes. How about you? I did a lot. Like I said, um, I went to Shamrock the Block with our friend Sarah. It was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, just tell us how you really feel. I will. I will. Hashtag horrible. It, it was awful. Um, all we did was wait in lines. We waited 30 minutes or more to get beer tickets, and we got way too many. Then we went into the beer line, which literally was a mile long. Like, literally a mile long. I knew. Well, I wanted you to experience for yourself. <laughs> well, you should have warned me. Cautionary. I didn't t- know. But anyway, we waited an hour and a half to get beers. And then we kept getting budged by people. I got into several verbal arguments <laughs> with people. And Sarah was embarrassed. Um, but um, so many people just left the line because they couldn't stand it anymore. And it was freezing. And we could only get two beers at a time. And I have a few recordings of our time there. And they are funny. <laughs> and literally, we took... It sums it up. Like, there wasn't much to say. Everything that we... We got the Uber ride. And we got... The waiting in the line and our pee experience. So here is that audio. Oh la la in the dungeon, we are here. Oh, turn it back up. Turn that, crank it. <laughs> we are here in our Uber ride with Oh la la in the dungeon with our special guest, Sarah. Hey y'all. We're excited to be here with Miss Olivia going to Shamrock the Block today. Shamrock the Block and the best Uber ride of our lives. Really vibing. (laughs) How you doing today? I'm good. You're on my podcast. Yes. (laughs) What's your name? Mustafa. Mustafa? Oh my God, my boyfriend's last name is Mustafik. Really? Yep, he's uh, from Bosnia. Oh, Bosnia. I'm from Afghanistan. Oh, really? Yes. That's fun. That's cool that you guys have, like, similar names. Yeah, that's good. 
All right, well, we'll catch you when we get there. Goodbye. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, well, we just got our tickets for the beer at the festival, and a huge group of people in the ticket line just budged us. I am not happy at the moment. Olivia tried cutting the line once already. I did? No. <laughs> I did not. I don't cut people unless they cut me first. I No. <laughs> and that goes for knives as well. I understand. It is quite the line for the beer. We've got six beer tickets in hand. We're literally wrapped around the entire festival to get a freaking beer. We're about to get three at once. Uh, they have cornhole bags in the meantime, but nobody seems to be interested. Lisa's cornhole bags. Hopefully this line goes by fast. We'll, we'll time it out. Sarah, you might have to hold me back from fighting a bitch. I understand. Guys, it's just, you know, common courtesy. If you're with a group of friends, go to the back of the line. Yeah, don't cut people we've already been waiting to. It's just the festival. It's just yeah. mean. And it's bad karma. And it's rude. So thanks a lot, people ahead of us. Pretend like you can't hear us, but we hate you. Yeah, you'll be on our podcast. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> Alright, guys. Something really funny happened. So we, we both had to pee really bad. And... <laughs> There was a huge line for the porta potties at the event. So we were right by Movie Land. And you know, I was like, you know what? They're going to give a shit, but whatever. We have to pee. It's a public place. And we're not there to hurt anyone or raise a ruckus. So we went there. And this lady was like, thank you, was guarding the Movie Land. And so I was like, Sarah. Don't make eye contact. Just go to the bathroom. Go straight there. And so we go, and the lady is like, ma'am? Stop. Ma'am! Stop it! Stop, ma'am! Ma'am! And then this guy's like, ma'am! And I'm like, I have to pee. I'm going to pee my pants. I am going to the bathroom. And I, we went to the bathroom, yep. and then we left. But, no, like, for God's sake. And Sibo goes over here. Let's go around the CBS. Um, so, that was the event, and I'm sorry, Movie Land, but I just had to pee. And I am an amazing patron at that place. I've been to many movies, and will continue to go, and I am displeased I was treated. So, Libby, and I'm broken, so I'm not the block. Goodbye! <laughs> How do I stop it? Okay, so you can see. It was not a great time. The Uber ride was the best part. <laughs> That's pretty sad. <laughs> um, but we did love the vendors and the music. One vendor that we stopped by um, was Spiral Light Productions. He was a tie- it, They were a tie-dye company based in West Virginia. And Dave, the owner, sold us some killer tie-dye sweatshirts that he handmade himself. And he was so nice. And I wanted to come on the pod. So hi, Dave, if you're listening. Another day. Come on, Dave. <laughs> and follow us back. Right? 
Um, I did a lot of other stuff too. I want to get into our special guests that we had here really quick, but um, I did want to shout out one more place. I went to the Verdant Lady again. Oh my god, I love that place! Yes, everyone and, go. Yeah, Run. they're so good. And I oh, saw wow. two members from the Grace Street Seven play, and they're a vintage jazz band. It was so relaxing. The singer was so good. He had like this thing that he wore, and he like rubbed spoons on it. Which was really neat. Never seen that before. Like a vest, kind of, yeah. yeah. And um, then what else? Then I also ate from Les Crepes. How do I say it in French? Les Crepes. Les Crepes. Um, That was next door. It was convenient to be able to order and eat right at Verdant Lady instead of going to the restaurant. I had a savory beef crepe, and it was huge, and it was so yummy. And I ate the half of it the next day. So go there. And I, on Sunday, went, as usual, to Liberty Public House. We love that place. It's in Churchill. It is the best. Olivia and I go practically every Sunday. Yeah, we do. But uh, she stripe did fry. not. Shoestry fries. What was that? <laughs> yes, it. <laughs> Shoestring fries. Yes, they're the bomb. The drinks are the bomb. Uh, the service is great. We love our ladies who always take care of us there. So, Visit there as well, please. We hope to get someone on an interview at some point as well from there. So, Okay, guys. So, like I said, we have a special guest here today. So, I'm going to introduce him. When I first moved here back in 2017, which literally seems like yesterday, my godparents would take me to the Short Pump Poorhouse. And we would see bands and have cocktails there. It's a great local bar known for its packed dance floor. Among the crowd, someone stood out. I would always see an older, but not too old, chiseled, scantily dressed cowboy on the floor, complete with a hat, a suit vest, with no shirt underneath, and his infamous stick-on flip-flops, dancing his ass off like he was at a festival. And I was intrigued to get to know him. And over the years, I have gotten to know him. And he has become a friend and someone I admire. I'm sure you've witnessed Barefoot Tom if you've had a fun night out in Short Pump or attended the Bryant Park Farmer's Market or what's the festival? The Folk Festival. The Folk Festival. He's hard to miss in his sexy outfits and his attention-grabbing dance moves, and you've probably had a dance or two with him. Tom shared his enchanting life story to me and my good friend Jessica last year, and it was touching. He's had a full and eventful life, and today I want you all to hear it for yourself. So without further ado, let's welcome Barefoot Tom. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What a crowd. What a crowd. Thank you all. Oh, we're glad. I'm so glad to be here, and I love you, Olivia. Oh, thanks, you Tom. I love you, too. And, it, and, and you just shine and light up the world around you. You really do. It takes a person with a heart of gold to recognize a person with a heart of gold. <laughs> How it goes. Oh, love fest, love fest. <laughs> um, so uh, tell me, are you originally from Richmond? I was born in, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, and I moved here at the age of five. I don't remember much of that. So, yeah, I claim Richmond. I grew up here since, uh, since kindergarten or the first grade, and uh, so I've been here all my life, yeah. So um, where did you go to school growing up? Well, I grew up around uh, – I went to Ridge Elementary – 
Tuckahoe <gasps> Middle School. My boyfriend Freeman went there. High School. Oh, Freeman. <laughs> yeah, I went to Freeman. Uh, I, I, we, Tucker was our Tigers. rival Tigers. until they until they built Godwin, <laughs> and then Godwin was Tucker and Freeman's rival because that's where all the rich kids were at the time. Oh, uh, uh, no, rich kid, Liz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I went to Tucker. I could still was humble. No, Tucker Tiger. And they don't call them the Rebels anymore, I guess, to be politically. I didn't even know they changed that name until recently. Oh, I didn't know that They're not either. Rebels. Yeah, I don't understand. What's they're... wrong with the Rebel? Oh, is it like? Because it's Confederate, right? Oh, okay. Same reason they took all the all the historical monuments down on Monument Avenue, right? See, I'm a Yankee. I'm a good guy. You have to be politically correct. <laughs> so. Um, so I have another question. This one's kind of silly. When did you start dressing exotically? Because let me tell the listeners. Uh, we already did, but you wear a hat, like you're usually in tight clothing, and you're always like barefoot with the stick on flip flops. So when did that start, or did you always dress like? Well, that? no, I uh, no, I don't always dress like that. Sometimes I do. I dress for fun. The thing is that uh, I don't care what people think. I know who I am. I'm confident, and I'm confident in what I wear. And uh, and I in the summertime, I hate getting hot. I put off a lot of heat. <laughs> You know, I really do. I'm hot blooded, and so I wear I wear shorts and I wear cut off tank tops. And but sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll wear a suit, but I don't put a shirt on under it. I'll put a bow tie on. Sometimes <laughs> it's fun, you know, if you got it, flaunt it, right? Sometimes, yeah. Oh my god. Sometimes you look like um, what's it called? The 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 stripper boys. What is it like? The Magic Mike Men. But what are oh. they called? Thunder from Down Under. Or like, what's the other one? Chippendales. Chippendales. Uh, I don't know if it's all that, but yeah, I guess. I guess uh, you're giving me crocodile Dundee vibes right now. Right, yeah. and I, I love and it. I, I actually went to I because the hat looks it's Australian, like uh, cowboy Australian kind yeah. of hat, and and people say uh, crocodile Dundee. So I went to uh, uh, Harbor Freight and bought like this. 14 inch knife for 10 bucks <laughs> and then i said that's not a knife that's a knife and it's Crikey. just a, a, i love it right? yes. no it's Crikey. fun but uh you know i don't i i i just like to have fun now i i and when i i just started recently well i say recently then the past couple of years i've got a beautiful little girlfriend now Aww. you know so i'm not as out there as i was she reeled me in some you know, uh, I bet she's wild like you. No, no, actually, what? she's opposites attract. She's very beautiful and very, very centered. And, uh, you know, so yeah, she's she's great. Congratulations, she, and Tom. She, she's got children and she's uh, and she's she, she's wonderful. So she really is. So I'm not quite as out there as I was, but I will kick it when I go out to St. Patrick's Day. I missed uh, that. Actually, we got you talked about St. Patrick's Day is still the Irish festival coming oh, up. Yeah, we'll be there. And Sunday is the day to go. It's going to be sunny in 78. Well, we won't and, be there. Uh, I'll, I, I bought a kilt. I never had one before. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We might have yes. to, uh, I get to show off my that. legs. You know, people always say, do you have anything on under that? And I'm like, <laughs> hell no. Will you? I'm hot. Well, it's up for, <laughs> That's another question. The imagination. Oh, all right, all right. I'll fill in uh, the blanks. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> all right. So, um, okay. I know you love to dance. Were you ever a festival goer besides the one that you mentioned? Well, no. I've actually I've been sober for like thirty three years, right? And so, uh, and we are going to get into that. Yeah, but I just want to say that uh, you know I so going to the quote festivals, the festivals where you know the campouts and everybody just mm. it's it's on. 
Ragers. You know, it's really just, it, that doesn't, I go in, I, I when you see me at these clubs and, and festivals, I go for the music and the dancing. I love music moves me. I got it from my mom. You know, uh, she used to say, Tommy, you're the only one that's got my rhythm. Everyone else has two left feet. Uh, I got a aw. twin brother. I've got oh. two sisters and my dad. And, uh, and, and more my mama, I tell you what, she'd get up out of the wheelchair and just start dancing. If you put on Frank Sinatra or any, any music at all, really, she was something. Oh, else. love so it. Sweet. You got to hear sign. Now I got to know that now that you're a twin. Aries. Aries. All right. March 31st. Oh, you got a birthday. You, ha- happy birthday. And also you have to bring your twin to the poorhouse and freak people out. No, he's not identical. Oh, yeah. okay, he, okay. He wore alligator shirts. I wore denim. He's, he's got, he's. <laughs> Fair skinned, I'm dark skinned. <laughs> We're fraternal. We're fraternal. Okay. Yeah. What's his name? Tim. It was, Tim. His name's Tim. So maybe the milkman. I don't know. And I grew People up. Think, I grew up thinking my name was Tim Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Tom, clean your room. Tim Tom, dinner's ready. So. Okay. And then also, you're in such good shape. Have you always been in good shape? Oh, I was in the military, and you know, and uh, and. We learn to take care of ourselves in the military, you know, and I've got I've got good genes, you know, I think, uh, you know, genetically. But I also I eat right. I don't I don't I the biggest thing I do to stay in shape and have for many, many years was I cut out any soda. I don't drink Coke. I don't drink Mountain Dews. All that stuff is so packed. Forty six grams of sugar a can. And today it makes me sick. And what and what else really helped me was I got into hot yoga for a while. Ooh, I love hot. I got yoga. into hot yoga, and you know when I, I didn't even make a conscious decision at that point to start eating correctly, but I started craving cantaloupe, broccoli, uh, salads. I started just once all the toxins were flushed out of my body from taking hot yoga, mm-hmm. I just naturally craved healthy food, and and that's really the the crux of it. Wow. Yeah. So, like, what's a typical day of food for you? Like, like, what do you eat for? Do you eat breakfast? You- uh, I'm carnivorous. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much eat three meals. Um, but I, I, I cut out a lot of red meat in the past several years, in the past few years, you know. For one thing, it got so expensive, right? Yeah. But uh, but it, it's really not that healthy for you. I used to eat it because I thought, you know, it drove testosterone and muscle and, and <laughs> yeah. all, you know, and it's it's pretty darn tasty. Oh, yeah. But uh, on the other side of the coin, um, I, I eat a lot of chicken and turkey and uh, and some pork. You know, I do. I actually in in the summer, in the winter, I'll cook I'll cook up these big Smithfield country hams and boil them. Oh, Lord. And then I cut them up. This loves red ham. Beans, red beans in a crock pot and a country ham. And I cook. All right, I'm coming to your house. My mouth's watering right now. <laughs> my, my redneck friend says it's it smack your mom in the mouth good. Hell for the year. <laughs> my boyfriend who folks is uh, actually here in the dungeon. He's not on the podcast though. He's in the corner. He's um, listening intently in the background. <laughs> he's really into fitness too. And all he eats, it's so funny, I always tease him, his apartment just will forever smell like ground turkey. It just, he oh, loves ground turkey. That's good. That's good. That's all we eat, really. We it, don't eat ground beef. Well, I ate a lot of salads with beef. cantaloupe and grapes and I throw chicken on it or salmon. I love salmon. I didn't me mention too. that. Blackened salmon. Oh, me right too. Ooh, yeah, I just learned how to make it right. Yeah. It has to be pan seared. Oh, yeah. The picture oh. you posted the other day, actually, so of your bowl so looks good. good. But Maybe stuff. it was yesterday, huh? That's good. But stuff. thank you for saying I look good because at my age, you know, I tell you what, a lot of guys my age don't. I know. I mean, they, they, I mean, they they got they got bellies and they just out of shape, and I I'm I'm really grateful that I am able to be this healthy. Yeah, 
you do a good job too because you look young and you act young. So that must feel good. It's that well, it's a result of not drinking or smoking cigarettes or mm-hmm. or you know doing drugs or any of that stuff. You know. And you would have never known that because you're boogieing on that dance floor. I'm like, how does anyone do that sober? But you're so inspirational. I love that. I know. I love that too. I That's used really to think cool. years ago I could dance when I was drunk and I was really just floundering around <laughs> like an idiot and, <laughs> and I didn't remember it. You know? <laughs> Okay, so before we get into, because Tom has an incredible life story, and there's lots to talk about, but before we get into all of that, Tom and I met in Short Pump, and so we thought it would be appropriate to do some Short Pump history. Yes, and I'll give a little personal history. I moved to Short Pump. This is Liz speaking, if you can't tell the difference. Some people can't. I don't wow. know. Um, uh in 1991. 1992. I know, you wish. <laughs> um, and we, when we moved out there, there was nothing but like cow pastures. Um, only the Walmart was there in 1991. I think they had just built it. Uh, there was Short Pump Middle School. There was no light where you turn from um, like Pouncy Tract onto Knuckles. And there was a... I loved it. A circus farm there, and they had llamas. One of the llamas had a baby. Uh, I named it Clifford in my head. I don't know what they really named it, but I before Napoleon Dynamite. It was before Napoleon Dynamite. This was 1991. (laughs) We're talking Betamax years. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, it I old as well. Um, But uh, (laughs) let me let me drop a little history on y'all right now. All right. So, short pump. Let me tell you about it. Um, The year was 1815. Robert Hyde Saunders, who fought in the Revolutionary War, opened a modest tavern along Three Notch Trail, present-day Three Chopped Road. At the time, the trail was the main route between Richmond and Charlottesville, and as such was well-traveled. Thomas Jefferson, who took this route between Virginia State Capitol and his home, Monticello, is said to have stayed at the tavern several times. A comparison of maps from different time periods places the tavern somewhere in between the present-day 7-Eleven and the Taco Bell next to the Short Pump Walmart. Wow, beautiful. I know, right? Absolutely beautiful scene. Um, According to records obtained in the Library of Virginia Archives, the tavern had a small water pump out front for stagecoach horses to drink from. (laughs) At the time, well drilling was quite costly. Duh, it was like the 1800s. And to save money, Saunders had a porch built directly over the water pump. The only problem was... There wasn't enough clearance between the pump handle and the porch to get a full stroke of water. Uh (gasps) Uh-oh. What did they do? do? I know. The pump was shortened in one way or another. One story is that Saunders cut off the end of the pump's wooden handle, leaving only a short nubby end. Oh, my God. The other is that the entire shaft... It sounds like I'm reading porn right now. (laughs) Brown chicka, brown cow. What? Yeah. (laughs) The other is that the pump was cut off and dramatically shortened. Either way, the short-handled pump became a quirky fixture at the tavern, and patrons soon started telling one another that they'd meet at the short pump. 
There you go, folks. Wow, my wow, mind that, is really blown. You know, I, I've lived here all my life, and I hadn't heard I that didn't, story. I didn't know before. that either. That's great. The more you know. That's <laughs> a, how, uh, wow! Wow! Oh wait, I keep playing the wrong things. I keep playing "Weet Woo." I can't whistle, guys. It's subconscious, like. <laughs> so I want to say that Style Magazine years ago had a contest, and it said, you, "And the contest was you had to end this sentence. You were very Richmond if." And the winner was, you're very Richmond if you know that short pump is not a sexual disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, I thought that was hilarious. So that's, that's hilarious. A, that's one of the winners anyway. I remember that. So. I must be really Richmond. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a little history to give you guys some context as we're talking about all these uh, short pump stories like poorhouse, etc. Yeah. I'm trying to talk in my, like, cultured voice. Is it working? It is. It is. Okay. You're doing a wonderful <laughs> job. Um, so, Tom, what is, because we're, we're talking about short pump history. Where is your favorite place in short pump to go to? Is it the poorhouse? Well, I, I like going to the mall. I really do. I, I like going shopping, mm. getting the clothes. It's a nice mall. There. It's, it's an nice outdoor mall. mall. It's a yeah. nice mall. And not only that, I've got uh, I've got grandchildren, so I'm a frequent flyer of the Short Pump Express, the the oh, train yes. that goes through there. <laughs> That's and, so and, cute. And my, my grandchildren are, are, are three and six and eight, but we've been going there for years, and we, and so I used to have season tickets to the Short Pump Express. <laughs> you know. But yeah, but yeah, I've, my favorite my favorite hangout is is uh, has been the poorhouse out there. You know, uh, they had several bars open and closed right over across the street from Target. You know, over there in that area, and, yep. and uh, you know, yes, they had an Irish bar over there. But they've they've come and gone. Uh, but Four House is, is stuck around. And, you know, it's good pe- good owners, good people. I love the staff there. The, the staff there is over the top, really super nice. And it's a very chill vibe in there. Like, it's not over the top. Like, oh, I love the Richmond places, but it's a different type of feeling. Like, it's like a hometown feeling. Yeah, yeah. stuffy. Yeah. You can wear I can wear a hat. I wear a hat all the time. You wear whatever I'm you want. Challenged. Yeah. I wear my cowboy hat. I wear you go down to a tobacco company, it's like, you need to take your hat off before you come in here. And I, <laughs> Ooh, I or no this, jeans. Dude. Yeah. You can't wear I'm those. Put shirt some on. shoes on, man. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stopped several times for that, but I have to lift up my foot, my heel, like I'm a horse and show them I've got shoes on. (laughs) Well, it always seems like like it's a good crowd of regulars at the poorhouse. Yeah, well, it it is. It's it's good people, you know. I did. I love the barbecue that was there the time before. That place has changed a lot, like a couple of times. You know what's really sad? One of my favorite um, bartenders passed away from there. His name was Cabo. Oh, I remember seeing that. Online. He was so sweet, good person. I don't know what happened, but he had children. Oh. Just, just sending him a prayer right now. But rest in Aww. peace, Cabo. You were great. R.I.P. Mm. But um, moving on. What else you got, Liz? Um. Okay. So, you mentioned you were enlisted. What branch and how old were you when you were enlisted? So, uh, when I was 19 years old, uh, right after I, gra- I graduated school in, in 79. and um, I wonder if my mom knows you. So, but, uh, so in, in 1980, I went in the Army. And, um, you know, I, I told the Army I would take one of 25 jobs. And if I couldn't get one of those jobs, because my sister was a recruiter and she had a list of all the jobs. And I said, well, I'm going to get something so when I get out I can have a career. 
you know, um, they don't hire tank drivers, you know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. out in the outside world. So I wanted to establish. Wish they repair. would. So I got into, uh, I, I, one of the things I picked was helicopter repair, and I got into attack helicopters, Cobras. And I was, uh, I was down in Fort Hood, Texas for a while, and then I went over to Germany. And I was in Germany for Ooh. a while. And when I was in Germany, the wall was still up. Oh, wow. And, and we would actually patrol the wall up and down with our helicopters. Uh, and we'd go up on the Czechoslovakia border and uh, live in the mountains in the snow. And it, it got to be you know, pretty rough sometimes, you know, oh, I can't uh, living out there. And, Sounds uh, adventurous. It was. It was. But, I mean, I've flown in the, in the front seat of a Cobra. Uh, but, uh, and, I, you know, I've... I have to say, I, I've saved a lot of lives, too. I was, I was, you know, we talk about Top Gun pilots and all that. I was what you would might call at the time a Top Gun mechanic. I really was. I was sought after, uh, you know, because I, got, I, I just had a knack for it. And, uh, and so I, I did really well and excelled in that. And then I came out and was in the Virginia National Guard flying with Hueys for a long time. And we flew a lot here in um, and. That was a lot of fun. That you can Huey's like the, if you haven't seen the Vietnam Air helicopters sure. Apocalypse Now mm-hmm. when they had the cavalry coming in and yeah the, the commander says I love the smell of napalm <laughs> yes. in the morning, <laughs> the morning. It smells like victory you know but I actually have flown a lot and we did a whole lot of uh, we did flood relief fire putting out fires lifting up water with the helicopters and dropping wow. the fires and we did uh, uh, actually drug eradication. Uh, back when the in the day the uh, state police needed an observing platform because they couldn't go onto somebody's property unless they saw the marijuana themselves and the national guard would fly them over these fields and then back in the day Whoa. when marijuana was <laughs> Ill, illegal and they were they, they would go out and put this was literally 10 years ago <laughs> one story one quick story and i'll stop this is when we, we were doing that out in west virginia uh, one of my constituents, they flew over this barn, and they were uh, suspected. They, they, police knew where to fly. They wanted to fly. The guy walks out of the of the barn and comes back in, and then goes into his house, and the whole barn erupts in fire. And, and they called the fire department, and they moved all the all the people were standing by to raid the place, I guess, anyway. And they came in, and... And he said, "Why did you burn that farm?" And it turned out there was a lot of marijuana. Up Ooh, in the top everybody of the got high things, after that. Right? And he says, and they asked him, "Why did you burn that barn down?" Oh, I've been meaning to burn that barn down for years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now this is what I was told. I wasn't actually there, but I, that, that's a heck of a story, really. Then he forgot what he was talking about because the fumes. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> no, but no, I remind you now, I wasn't a, a police officer. No, what I my job was to keep people alive and keep the helicopter. That I'm a mechanic. Going. I'm yeah. a mechanic. So, did you ever fly the like anything yourself? I off the record, yeah. Uh, right, but uh, we're on the record. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, I had some pretty cool pilots and over in Germany and and around that uh, wouldn't. I never took off and landed. Hovering a helicopter takes a lot of skill. Technically, I did. I did that when I was a little kid in a plane one time, and I got a sticker for it. So, oh, off the record. You took off? I'm just kidding. No. Oh. When we were up in the air, I sat, oh, like, with yeah, the Yeah, they gave you a sticker. Off the record. Off the record, guys. Where were you stationed in Germany? Uh, I was near uh, about 45 miles uh, south southwest of Nuremberg. Oh. Yeah. You know, so, I guess you might say, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know, it was a, it was good times and we, a lot back then. You party hard and you worked hard, and uh, but we the whole thing was keeping people alive. Is that your craziest story? 
in the army or do you have oh. one that you feel comfortable sharing because we it's fascinating to hear it's like a whole oh. different world well I, we, they, they would take us out they would take us out and uh we do firing exercises live firing exercises you know and um so wherever they wherever the pilot on a cobra looks he's got a sight on his helmet and it and it zooms in on that's wherever the cannon points right mm-hmm. and 20 millimeter cannon shoots and I got to shoot that before. That was fun. Um, when, when after after all the pilots had qualified, they would take the crew chiefs out and let us shoot some some of the ammo and stuff. But then we had to go out and clean up all the field and all the brass and everything. And hit Ooh, the that sounds yeah. awful. Ew, yeah. his. We, we need loaded, to hire some janitors in the army. We loaded <laughs> tow missiles and stuff, you know. But and we'd be on guard duty up in the mil, up in the mountains and uh, it, it, guard duty. We it was a real thing. It was a real thing, right? You, you, you got you around the helicopter, so we'd be on guard duty, and I'd have to like wake up at two in the morning and spend from three to six out on the in a, a road by myself with an empty M16 rifle. They didn't give you ammo back then. There wasn't a war going on, uh, and and there were wild boars running around in Whoa. the woods, so and you could so hear dangerous. old yeller. Got, I'm scared of that. I got my M16 back like this, like a baseball bat, you know, and just and, and we had night vision goggles, right? And so, but another another story is we were flying under night vision goggles one time here in Virginia, exercising, and we had the helicopters on approach into an LZ landing zone into the woods, and and with the infantry lays down glow sticks and under night vision goggles they're very very visible to the naked eye they wouldn't be but when you're coming in and they would make arrows on where to land right and so we practice coming in like that to pick up at night with no lights on any of the helicopters right that's a real thing yeah yeah and uh under the goggles and we didn't expect this but uh uh, all of a sudden a, a storm cloud came out of nowhere and a flash of lightning went off in front of all of us and everybody's goggles wide it out right because oh, we're under mvgs which multiplies the light a whole lot. Yeah. and when it came back on i flipped my goggles off and all the crew chiefs did and we're talking uh, you got one down low at three o'clock go right you know uh, go left go left go up go down and we were keeping the hell the pilots from crashing because they were blind oh and uh God. and we literally nearly crashed like a into seeing the eye dog. To us. so that was uh that was oh. scary another time i almost ran out of fuel over top of uh, the mountains and another time uh I mean, you know, it's just a, a lot. Of, uh, on one time, we were doing uh, hazardous material after a flood, and pl- we're flying real low along the river looking for uh, waste oil drums and hydraulic drums that had washed up in the river. And um, the pilot's flying into the sun, and we nearly flew into high-tension wires, the big oh monster God. wires that go yeah. across the river. Yeah. And I, I'm i the one that saw it. I called, I, I hit this. I remember this story. This wires. is the one you told me and Jessica. Right. I, I hit, and and, and, the, and I, the pilots weren't seeing. One was looking out the window for barrels. The other was adjusting his hood and the sun's in his eyes. And I called the wires and he did what they call a quick stop. And our blades were literally, I, I'm saying, I'm not exaggerating when I say they were probably, 30 50 feet away from these wires wow. and, uh, and they backed off they backed off we didn't crash uh, uh and but you know thing and uh, aviation is inherently dangerous but there are checks and balances and that that was my job as a crew chief right to be the third set of eyes and to and keep people safe when we got back that night both pilots came out and threw a rat a, a case of beer in my two cases <laughs> of beer in my arms yeah thank you, both, thank you tom you know so wow so wow. that's like um i You've mentioned to me you've survived a lot of miracles. So going into that, I know that you survived some car crashes. Yeah, you... I've had some. When I was in the military, I uh, was home on leave, and I drank. I 
And, and um, I totaled a car by myself right here on Gaten Road. It used to be uh, uh, more country oh, yeah. right back then. And the road turned, and there was a bunch of gravel. Somebody had just done his gravel, and I was really flying down that road like at 4 in the morning, and the car flew off the road, hit an embankment, uh, came back on the road, flipped about five or six times, and the gear shift hit me in the stomach and ruptured my intestines. And, oh, uh, my God. And I was bleeding out of my nose and my mouth, and I was in uh, – by now I'm, off the, I'm on the side of the road in the field. And a God sent a cop out there at 4 in the morning, and he found me. And I remember uh, being on a st hard stretcher, and I grabbed the, uh, the one hard boards, and I grabbed the rescue driver's uh, wrist, and I said, "Don't let me die." And they told my parents I was going to die. They said, I'll, they, "They said they, they thought I was going to." How die. old were you? I was twenty-three. And uh, here's one of the miracles about that, right, is I didn't die. I woke up the next morning, and I had this huge pot. They, they cut my stomach wide open, and they, they took out 23 inches of my small bowel. And, I mean, it was just wow. really, really oh horrific. God. Went back to Germany and uh, about three months after sitting in the hospital, and I recovered from all that. But here's the thing. Fast forward to 2012, right here at Cox and Knuckles Road, I got blindsided by a truck of doing probably 50, 55 miles an hour into my driver's door of my Jeep Cherokee. How the hell did it, you survive that? It crushed the door into about the gear shift. I didn't have my seatbelt on, and it popped me over to the left side. If had I had, because the whole seat was turned down to sideways, completely crushed. The door was all the way in, and um, and that. Ruptured my spleen, ruptured my intestines again, uh, broke my pelvis in four places, uh, broke five broken ribs, and bone pops out of my shoulder here. Uh, and the Henrico Fire Department came and cut me out of this vehicle. And I'm telling, they had to cut the roof off and slide it back. Oh. Now, I want to tell you what a hero Henrico Fire is, right? I look up, and there's this guy. He's huge. He's, I mean, to me, anyway, I look up, and he looked like a giant. Mm -hmm. And he said, and this guy says, he's coming out this way. And I'm, I weigh 200 pounds. I'm not kidding you. His adrenaline or something. And he picks me up oh by God. himself and hands me down to this crew who got me into the ambulance. Makes who, you want to cry. Who gets me that. to the hospital, and I'm in within minutes of bleeding out, right, because my spleen's ruptured. Now, the next day, here's the miracle I want to say. The next day, uh the head of trauma of MCV, or now VCU, came into my room and said, Mr. She said, she said, uh, Tom, she said, I went to, I, it's my day off, and I don't get too many days off, but I came in to tell you what a miracle you are. She said, uh, she said, your spleen was completely severed, and you should have bled out at the scene of the accident. But you had adhesions around your spleen from your previous accident, from your previous surgery oh when you were younger, God. that restricted the blood flow and saved your life. So if I hadn't been in the accident when I was, you know, 23 years old. And had your seatbelt off in this and one. And I'd be dead today. And I got a ticket for not having my seatbelt on. <laughs> you know, like just to get then, six months after I get out of the hospital, I get pulled over, right? And I didn't even know I had these tickets. Uh, and uh, and so I and the officer says it looks like there's a warrant for your arrest. I was blindsided. I said what? He said yeah, a failure to stop for a stop sign and not wearing a seatbelt, and you didn't appear in court. Well, I was in a freaking hospital, hospital. Yeah. In a nursing home for three months, and I was never mm -hmm. served that. And but then I went into court. The judge looks at me and says, "Your charges are dismissed. You may go." And they said, boom, Whoa! So. How old were you in that one? I think fifty-five. 55! Something like that? 52? Sorry, I had to say 52? it. 52? Wow. That's 52. nuts. 
So you got to watch out for your lower half, I say. And yeah. another time, Is I'm that... going down 64, picking up my kids for visitation. These roads around here. Flips over in front of everybody. Oh I mean, Jack's knife and side to side flips over. I'm behind a big black uh, uh, navigator, and it exits the road at 70 miles an hour into the grass because oh. his car is stopped in front of him. So he slingshots me into the back of this Grand Prix, and I knock it up on the road, and my engine came through the uh, through the back. And through the Jesus. whole thing, push the whole engine into the car. You know what I got? I got a scrape on my knee and a bump on my head. And I, I, I was, as God put his hand down there and saved me. That night, I went to, a, uh, well, I can say this. I went to a, a meeting. I went to a meeting that night, and I shared what a miracle it was that I had survived. I had three kids at the time, you know. And, uh, and, and my friend, this guy, says, wow, I'm really glad you shared that miracle. I said, yeah, but... Brad, I got I got to be at work Monday morning. I can't afford a car. I got three kids. Yeah, I'm a single yeah. dad. What am I going to do? And he says, I've got a $5,000 Jeep I wanted to sell. And God told me not to sell it, that somebody I knew was going to need it. How would you like to have that for $1,500? Oh, my wow. gosh. And so I had this horrible accident on Saturday. And on Monday, I'm driving around in a vehicle better than the one I wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> you made it out okay. So anyway, that's a, those are my car accident stories. So, so you did mention that you're sober now. Do you feel comfortable sharing your sobriety story? Like what yeah, led you to yeah. that? I mean, I back in the '70s and '80s, everybody partied, and in the military, you know, everybody drank, and um, you know, I, I, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'll say that. So I just uh, because I, and I, this is anonymous. It's why I don't want anyone to know who exactly I am. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, you know, so yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm flying. I was flying. I went to a treatment center by way of an intervention. Okay. Well, after the accident, I went back to Germany. I stayed sober for a while, right? And then I came back. Um, getting out of the army somebody puts one beer in front of me and says here you go you don't get out of the army every day and i said you know i'll never get out of the army again so so i drank it and i relapsed and uh, i was a very highly highly functioning uh drinker you know i never let it interfere with work very professional with that but uh it got to a point where i was traveling around the country repairing aircraft for i now i'm out of the military for a, a, a miscellaneous company, and uh, I'm just flying, living out of a suitcase in a toolbox, and I'm drinking my butt off, and my family had an intervention, and they sent me to what was St. John's Hospital on River Road. Now, this was a, it's, it was a monastery, and then it became a treatment center, and then it became a monastery again, and now I think it's part of St. Benedictine's. But it's a beautiful place, right out on River Road. I bet it's beautiful. It's further out, right? Yeah, it's farther okay. out down River yeah, Road. Yeah, beautiful. But here's an here's the cool thing. I got that place was a miracle to me. That's where I found sobriety. I've never drank since I went there. But you know, five years before I went there, I was flying with the National Guard, and I've taken pictures of other helicopters and things like this. And I looked down, and there's this beautiful property. And I took an aerial view of this property and slipped it into my album. It was St. John's Hospital. Wow. See, and I have that picture. It was a little wow. foreshadowing, you know. Oh and it, it's pretty. It's amazing how the universe and God works. Right. So anyway, I have been sober. I got. I. I right out of. Right out of there. I met a girl. Uh, she had a four-year-old. He was a beautiful boy, and uh, uh, you know. And then I adopted him. He, he asked me to be his daddy. He said, Tom, will you, be, will you be my daddy? And I said, Yeah. And I married her, and we had another child. Then we had another child. And things went south. We'll just go from there. And I ended up taking custody of all three of them, you know. Uh, but they're the best blessings of my life, you know. 
And things have really been fantastic ever since. I'm telling you, um, I used to think that, you know, a lot of people say, how do you dance sober? How do you have fun sober? You know, alcohol and drugs is a wet blanket. Sobriety is not a wet blanket. Sobriety is fun. Think about it, right? I don't, I've got money. I'm healthy, oh. right? I'm confident. I don't have to look at the ground. I have nothing to hide. Absolutely nothing. I can look any man in the eye, you know, because I'm confident. Mm-hmm. You know? And you overcame, like, you know what it's like to be down that path. You've been down that path. Well, you know, God didn't get me sober because I'm at the top of his favorite people list. He, you know, I hit my knees in that treatment center with tears rolling down my eyes. And I said, God, please take away my physical desire to drink so I can be the person you want me to be. I really said that. With, and I was by myself. I had snuck in there. The morning sun was coming through the stained glass window and shining oh. on the altar. And it's I a felt holy the presence place, of God. Like I've never felt in my life, and from that day forward, I've never had a compulsion to drink since. That's Ever. amazing. Yeah, I'm now I'm telling you. Uh, but now, but see, um, I've helped many, many people. I've helped a lot of people. A lot of people have helped me. But and it's not just with alcohol or recovery with or with drugs or anything like that. I mean, I'm still helping people. Um, I've shared that I've lost my son. Mm-hmm. Right? Did I go into that? Right? Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I, I've had some real, real fantastic things happen. Well, before I get into my son, I want to say that I was like nine years sober, and my mom was a severe alcoholic. I grew up in an alcoholic fl- uh, household. My mom was an alcoholic, and I never thought she'd get sober, right? So I'm nine years sober, and I'm going over the house. She's great. She's fun, but she was she was a severe alcoholic. And I always, one day, she was... Uh, lit in her living room and and uh she said tommy one of these days i gonna go to meetings with you i'm like yeah ma you want to go now not today but one day i'm gonna go well one day i said do you want to go now and she got her drunk ass up and poured herself across the front lawn and got in the front seat of my car and i took her to a meeting and it was a speaker meeting and this 72 year old housewife drunk was telling her story about how she, uh, how you would drink too if you had her life and then the kids were grown and gone and the husband didn't pay attention and you drink too but how she found sobriety and how better her life got and the next morning my mom would put herself into a a, a rehab and stay sober the rest of her life, 13 years. Wow. And everybody wow. fell amazing. all over her. And you know, she was, she, I used to hate the woman until then, you know, I just, I mean, you know, I had a lot of resentment toward the woman right. until the day she got sober. And then she was my best friend. It's the most beautiful person ever, you know, ever. And uh, when she died of a stroke at 85, people it was a procession one of those ones where you're like oh my gosh is this thing ever going to end people can't cross the street because it keeps going there are hundreds of people wow oh my gosh that's amazing yeah well just from meeting you tonight i i can only imagine what you came from yes but so my son my youngest son unfortunately um i don't want to go too deeply into what happened except for that uh he had this. He he had a he was he he had the disease too. He drank too much, and he had a son that was two years old at the time. And um, let's just say he got into some trouble because of his drinking, and he had a lot of consequences coming. And you know, when people have a blackout drunk, uh, they'll they'll see they'll come out and say, "Oh my God, what happened to my car?" You know, they don't remember. Well, he was in a blackout, and let's just say he never came back. He never came back. He died. 
and they came and told me in the morning that uh, is, is he was married to a beautiful girl, and and my grandbaby's mom is just the most wonderful lady. Oh my gosh, she we fostered this relationship. You know, I would seen her that day. You know, uh, I've had a lot of guilt over the death of my son. I wish I had come done more thrown a burlap sack over him or called the police on him and got him arrested there's so many people that have lost their children to addiction you know and um and you know i've just but i've had to let that go you know i've had to let that go i did i did offer to send him to treatment and i offered to be there for him and, and whenever he got in trouble i was there for him uh i miss him sorely every minute of every hour of every day but i have his son and I have a picture of his son holding a picture of my son when he was five. And my and his son is five now. And they look identical. I got a oh, picture of him holding I can it. attest. You you sent me the pictures, and it's uncanny. It, it's it a, looks it's like the same person. It's like person. raising my son all over again. And so uh, what I want to share is, uh, you know, people are in despair. Maybe even tonight. People who listen to this podcast may have a lot going on in their lives that's negative, right? And how do people say, how do you get through that and not drink? How do you get through that and move on? Is I focus on the positive. I focus on anything positive in my life, especially, like, I, how many people lose their children and don't have a get to raise their son all over again? I'm not really raising him, but he's in my life. And I have four other beautiful grandchildren and two other sons, and um, and I'm healthy and I'm sober, and I just focus on the positive. Because when you focus on the positive, we're lifted up, right? And when we focus on the negative, we're drawn down. Uh, you know. So anyone that thinks, you know, oh, I heard something funny. It says, if you think your glass is only half full, quit bitching and pour it into a smaller glass. <laughs> so. True. I love that. <laughs> pour some more in. Right. God's so, sakes. Anyway, uh, yeah. So even even, but and I, I've been helping. I've helped uh, God use me in many other ways. Like over in Honey Tree Apartments a long time ago, it caught on fire. I was the first one there. Oh my God, it's my worst nightmare. And and um, I mean, it was burning, and we're catching people from the third story. I'm throwing rocks. Get out! Get out! And I'm helping people jump out the windows. I told the guy, "Go shut the gas off." He's like, "The gas!" And he went and shut it. And the fire department showed up, and it was just horrific, right? Ugh. But uh, you know, and then another time i'm going on staples mill road several year, a few years ago and it's it's nighttime and this is suv turned over crushed upside down and there's four cars parked in front with their flashers on it and i'm gonna drive by my i'm just like oh there's somebody's cars there somebody's gonna handle this they don't need me and god slaps me in the back of the head and says pull over and now I'm like a quarter, almost a quarter mile away from it. He said, run. And I ran past every one of these cars back to that vehicle as fast as I could. And as I passed each car, I said, is anybody back there? Is anybody back there? Nobody had gotten out of their car. Nobody. They were just calling and waiting for the police. Right. I came around the vehicle, and the, rough, the, the, the hood was squished down to the top of the door. Oh, I and I said, God, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. And I, and I heard this little voice. I went around to this ditch side, of the, you know, and, and the, there was about two-foot space. And I got in there, and I looked in, and there was this little Asian woman. Uh, and she was stuck in there. And I, I was able to go in there and get her out. And then by then, one of the people that followed me down there, uh, men, I said, pull my feet. And I've had to take my coat off to get through all that. I got cut to shreds. I remember that, you know. But we got this woman out of there. And uh, 
you know, she was just all shook. I went back in and got her phone and her pocketbook and oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, that was nice saw, of you. Her, her leg was busted up pretty good, but she was alive. She was alive. Thank God. And the and finally, they showed up, and, they, and the ambulance driver says, bring her down here. <laughs> um, I don't work for you. So, no, we, no, we yeah. her up and brought her down. And, Where's uh, my paycheck? But let me tell you, at the end of that, there was three men in a triangle with arms on each shoulder crying and thanking God because we had witnessed such a miracle. You know, so I'm just That's telling what life you, is all about, uh, too. Last night, I'm at last night. I'm in an intersection. I'm just going to stop here. But last night I'm in an intersection helping a guy, uh, a friend of mine, young fella. Uh, anyway, I, I won't say where we're going to help him, but he's a great guy. And he's he, he, this vehicle guy. Old man gets out of his vehicle at a stoplight. And starts walking back and says, it just shut off. And his car, it's a Gaskins and Broad. And he's on Broad. And he's, his car is starting to roll into Gaskins intersection. Oh, my God. And I ran out of my car. And I put my hands in front of it. And I stopped the car. And, and everybody's honking their horns. But I got out and stopped the car from rolling in. What? And then my friend got out. I said, hold the car here. here. Hold the car here. And the guy was, had gotten back in his car. And he was all, you could tell he had dementia or something. Discombobulated. He didn't know what he, he was too scared. And yeah. I said, get out of your vehicle. And I started it back up and I got him back in the car and we followed him home. You know, uh, but you know what I'm saying is it, is it. I, I feel I, like God put you in people's lives to be a hero. It just seems like you've been a hero a lot in your no, life. It's not, it's, anyone would do, but some people are scared. I don't know. I, I don't know if I could do that. Other people were just sitting there. But I no. probably. No, you know you. you scared. You, I don't know. Me too. It's it's uh, it's instinctive. It's instinctive, is what. I feel it like is. he picks the right people to fight the right battles. Well, there's a lot of people that are strong. I mean, and other men would do the same thing too. But there are some. I tell you what, it, drunk men would not. Oh, <laughs> you know? True. It's very very true. You know. So there we go. We do have to start. I wish we could talk forever, and we I could. Know. Well, we might have to bring you back for a part two. Yeah. Uh, well, we can talk I, I don't even more. So no, 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 no. We, we want, we love it. it. I love listening to you. This I could listen to you for hours. Um, so but maybe there'll I, be a part two and a part three. Do, but this is the part of the podcast. I mean, we've just talked about some heavy stuff. Let's lighten it up. We're going to lighten it up just a tiny bit with give it. So this is part of the podcast, Tom. Okay. And it's, wait, hold on a second. We will be doing some funny questions first. Okay. Lee will be giving it to us shortly. All right. Well, I will start with my always favorite question. What's your favorite swear word or phrase? (laughs) (laughs) We're really switching gears. (laughs) What's my favorite swear word? Yeah, phrase, like swearing phrase. Like mine is like, fuck me up the ass, blah, blah, blah. My favorite phrase is, uh, if I screw up, I say, well, tie me to an anthill and paint my ears with jam. That's the, I know oh that's not God, dirty. That was the most but it's funny. PG, but I loved it. Uh, but that's old, but no. Uh, Wait, you know, say it again. I got to remember. I said, well, tie me to an anthill and paint my ears with jam. I like that. And then, uh, you know, I, it's, it's another thing I'll say when I screw up is, uh, well, it's a good thing I got these looks because I don't have any brains at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So do not swear. 
I, I, I try not to swear. Oh, you know, I got five thing. kids. We don't. I love I got it. Five that's grandkids. Why I, don't I do swear, but I also have a very professional job, and um, you know, so yeah, it's uh, a little frowned upon. Now, I do. I swear. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm human, right? You know, I, I put, I drop the f bomb. I'll say whatever. But it's, it's, you say like, what's my favorite one? None of them. I, I don't wish I didn't. I wish I didn't do that. Really, um, you know, it's a minus shit. Damn it! You made me sound like a total no, no, no a hole. I won't I'm not say an that. angel. I'm not. We we haven't heard from you the whole podcast. What is your favorite swear word? I think we all know it, but oh, we want to hear it. Uh, the f word, of course. <laughs> I know. Art? Yeah. <laughs> Font. Actually, I have a question for Tom. Yes. Uh, if if you were an action hero, what would your theme song be? What would be your entrance music? Oh gosh, I don't know. I what is that? I love the I love the Rocky Indiana theme song. Jones. Love, yeah, well, Indiana well, Jones. You remind the Rocky me, theme would be yeah. but I do I do love the Eye of the Tiger, man. That's uh that's a. Looking back, yeah. you remind me of Indiana Jones. Well, thank you. Oh, oh, hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me think. What is an obscure thing that you're talented at? Obscure. Yeah, like something weird that not many people can do, but you can do it. Besides, like rescuing people and oh, flying. Oh, you mean like dancing? Or is that an obscure talent? Like for me, I can twist my thumb all the way around, and I can hula hoop really well. Oh, I can't. You know, I I, I can't really do. I can't do all that so much. You know, uh, I'm just I'm really good at playing with kids, man. My, you know, I'm well, very mature for my age. You're and, ripped. At, how old are you? I don't know if it's polite to ask. I'm over man. 60. You are ripped. Like, you are chiseled. I guess that's an obscure thing you're talented at. Well, Not many I, people I, can I, say that. Getting ripped. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, I, I'm ripped because I don't get ripped. So, that's a, that's, that's, a, a, that's a ticket there. You know, I don't have a lot of uh, obscure talents. I've got a bad back. One of my knees is going out from my crazy dancing. Uh, I'm known for my bare feet. feet. I've got beautiful feet. People tell me I should put my feet on foot. Same here. Yeah, they, say, they say that to me, too. And Liz. It's true. You know, mm. you know I, I love <laughs> a man that takes care of his feet takes care of everything. Yes. Right? Oh, that's, you, yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. say, ain't touching my feet. I'm like, well, no one wants to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No one wants to suck on those toes. No, I, no. <laughs> um, okay, well, going with your grandchildren, what's the funniest thing you've ever heard a child say? Oh, it's got to be. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, actually, the fun, one of the funniest things I ever heard I liked was when my one of my own son was like five, and and he and I was a new parent, and he, you know, children are naturally selfish. They're just very selfish, and 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 he was <laughs> being very very selfish. And I said, I said, I said, I'm not going to say his name, but I, I'm going to say, yeah, I I said his name. I said, son, you're you're, you're selfish. And he goes, uh, uh-uh, daddy, you're a shellfish. <laughs> so I always it's always Aww. stuck uh, you know if I say the situation on the shellfish but he uh, was right you know but oh that my gosh that is so cute you know it's, it, they, oh I and my grandson I'm taking him on a, I bought him a wagon he's pulling Mickey Mouse up behind him you know uh, so we're going to the store we're in a dollar store and we go up there and buy toys and he pulls his wa- little red wagon with Mickey cutest dang thing you ever saw right <laughs> But I remember him saying, um, he's like, I, Grant, I don't want to get old. I said, why don't you want to get old? He says, because when you get old, you can't run fast like I can. 
<laughs> and it's Jay yes. started just running, you know. Uh, but he's so funny. Yeah. Aw, kids are so good. Gotta love. It's true. Um, Olivia, you got another one? Yeah, hold on a minute. Okay. I bet since you're in the military, you've slept in some pretty strange places. Mm. Did you? And, well, you remember the movie Forrest Gump where he slept <laughs> up against uh, it, uh, is it Bubba? Him and yeah, Bubba were back yeah. to back in the pouring now rain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Sideways rain. Yeah. It, so in the military, in the old days, they used to give you half a tent. And you had to pair up with somebody else at oh, half a Lord. tent. And was it a and tiny t- tent? It, you, well, that's because, you know, you carry the whole tent. It's more weight. Oh, right? yeah. So, so you get half a piece of canvas. Imagine taking a, a little sheltered tent, triangle tent, and cutting it right down the middle and putting a zipper on it, right? And then, or, or, or snaps. And uh, so you have to pair up with somebody else, right? If you didn't pair up with somebody else, you had to make a lean-to type shelter. You know, oh, where you only had a half a tent. And it got cold. I'm telling you, it got it got cold out there. So, uh, I mean, I slept in, in – and you got you to pile up a bunch of leaves and stuff, whatever it takes to keep you warm. So, And there's people out there doing that right For now. fun. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you what. I want to put – We're out of necessity. Uh, there, I'm, I have full respect for any – we should honor our veterans. We should honor our yes. military oh, because I want to take – shout out to them right now. There are people – uh, you know, walking the fence, walking the line in there, in there right now, all over the world, and uh, risking their lives, and they, they and they leave their families, they leave their children and their wives, their wives. Shout out to military yeah. wives that are at home raising oh, children yeah. by themselves in blizzards and and uh, you know and s- storms and and they're unhealthy and, and and if they're sick, there's nobody else to help with those children because dad's not there, so. Shout out to shout military out to wives. Them. Shout out to the military yes. uh, soldiers. We support them on this podcast. Yes. Uh, we will link some uh, places where you can donate to some oh, causes. That's, a, that's for them. a good idea. Yeah. We'll add it to our link tree. Yes. Hey, Tom, do you have a go to dance move? Uh, yeah, I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I know what it is. Okay, everybody's going perk. Uh, I, I, lean, I lean all the way back on one hand. Uh, you know, facing the ceiling, and uh, and then just act like she's on top. And, <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it seems to get a lot of. <laughs> I know another Sponsor. one you do. You <laughs> lean forward with your hat, and you start like doing some Kentucky jive. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, you look like you're riding a horse. Save a horse. Save the horse. Oh, yeah, ride a tongue. Right. Save the horse. Ride the cowboy. Right. Oh, that'll be the name of the episode. <laughs> I do love the dance. I do. I love it. I love. I love. It. You know what? I want. We talk. We we're going to talk about Richmond, but I want to say Richmond's a great place. We've got more talent in this city. We are so lucky. We can go uh, any, any night. We want. To, which true. which of half a dozen places do we want to go? Every I'm day of the more. week too. Right, every true. day of the week too. I've been to L.A. and they don't have anything. I was like, where's where's the music? Where's the fun? Well, I don't know. On YouTube. Well, you perfectly segued into this. I would like to shout out. Um, some best bars and short pumps. So we don't have to be right in the city. We can venture out to the Mm -hmm. West End. Um, I know Olivia and I have both talked about the Verdant Lady. Everyone should go check that place out. Like, it's so cozy. It's like a little warm morning jacket. And it's, like, very classy. Like It is. You feel bougie when you're in there. 
Um, World of Beer, hello. Their pretzel is the bomb. True. Um, they got a lot of beer. Uh, MPM Tiki oh, and Sports, about to say. hello. Tanya. Yeah. We love you. Or mom. Yeah, mom. Mommy. Have you um, been to MPM Tiki Bar? I haven't. I haven't. You have to oh, go. It's really good. It's right near there. Um, it's in the. It's, it's in, in like the mall. Do they have music? Yes. They, they have uh-huh. live music. They have live music. They have a fun karaoke. Because you know On karaoke Friday, can be good. lame. This karaoke, they have a hype man, and it's wild. There's tons of people. I had so much because fun. people think I should sing tenor. Ten or twenty It'd miles be a away. Great place, to, great place to try it out, Tom. <laughs> Ten or twenty miles away. I should sing solo. Solo, you can't hear me. <laughs> no, you got to sing loud and proud. I'm going to let you be my social secretary, Olivia. Uh, you can she, tell. Oh, I've got a lot of jobs to do. Well. Um, but yeah, so those are some highlights from Short Prompt. Go check them out, please. Run. Oh, what's Don't um walk. MPM? Also, they own. Yaya's. Yeah, Yaya's. Oh, my God. Yaya's is the I've bomb. I've Yaya's. It's great. And they have these really cool um, swings you can sit in while you're having a libation or two. Or su- a sushi roll. Yes, yes, or a sushi roll. Yeah, waiting for a movie or just coming out of a movie. Exactly. Right there, it's yeah. right there next to the Regal Cinema. Yeah. That's right. Lee, are you ready to give it to us? We're patiently waiting. Okay. We're pa- we want this. So say the magic words. Give it to us, Lee. Lee. Tom wants it, too. <laughs> Do you want a ribbon on it? Okay. <laughs> a yellow ribbon. Now, this is, uh, this is a, a little different because this week we got a new subscriber who wrote to me and said she listened to every episode of our podcast for my quote-unquote sexy voice. Ooh. Well, we care about our fans, so as a service to this loyal listener in eastern Virginia, this one is for you. Ooh. Cue the music. You stand at the window. The bright moonlight bathes you in its haunting glow. The window is slightly ajar, allowing the cool night air to dance across your nearly naked form, covered only in the thinnest and most revealing of silk nightgowns. There's a gentle knock as you hear the squeak of a door opening behind you. You don't turn because you know it's me. We've been waiting for this moment. It was just a matter of who acted first. You don't move or speak as you hear me approach, but you give a slight gasp as my warm body presses against you. The duality of the chill breeze with the boldness of my heated passion creates a maddening conflict in your mind. You close your eyes as you feel me run my fingers through your hair. And as I pull you closer, I say, I stop. We have to wait, I say. It's not fair, you protest. Why should we delay any longer for what we know we both want? You know as well as I do. I wear a pant. Look, painful acceptance. We have to wait for a later episode. <laughs> Join us in a few weeks for the continuing story. You really gave it to us then. Lee, you gave it to us. Well, I'll turn that was the best you've ever given it Mental to Mental masturbation. <laughs> well, and that brings us to our uh, next portion of this recording. Everyone's favorite. Guess Lee's name. Tom, you're our guest. You go first. We don't know Lee's name. Lee's name is Lee is not his real name. Well, it's his middle name. It's my middle name. Yeah. Oh. So people know my first name. Go for it. Charles. Everyone says that. No. Manfred. No, you've tried that one. 
Damn it. I have one. No, 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 no. You didn't try it. Someone else tried it. Okay. But I feel like it's biblical. Mateus. No. Bobby? I was about to say that. No. You sound like no. you wish it was Bobby. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Amadeus. Hmm. <laughs> musical. I would have liked that. No. Um, no. Micah. Oh, no, no. Really going into the biblical. I like your other suggestion. I'd like Bobby. Well, uh, no, 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 because oh, now Bobby Lee Bobby. would be considered bad, so it'd be politically incorrect. Bobby. So, <laughs> Who's William. No. William. No. Or Bill. No. Okay. Um, Reginald. Reginald. Wow. Sounds like <laughs> you've already said be Reggie. It, it, it sounds like a gothic. I'm sorry. It sounds like a gothic romance I was reading. So that would. Reginald ripped her bodges apart. I'm waiting. (laughs) Story of Reginald and Gwendolyn. Peter. No. Okay, so we have... Wow. Losers all around. Yeah. Now i got to keep listening just to find out when you get it. The $25 uh, gift gift card is still waiting. It will not be going to Tom tonight. Or us. Damn it all. I need some free stuff. (laughs) I need a meal. So does anyone have any shout outs tonight? I do. We want to shout out, of course, Lee Dungeon Studios. If you need some music to your lyrics, you need a a podcast recorded, but not on Thursdays because that's our day. Or some Um, auto-tune for your karaoke track. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You want to... you want to give your family a CD of you singing, but don't have any music to go to it, go to it, or how to record it. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Lee, no. <laughs> Lee Dungeon. <laughs> um, shout out to who did we talk about today? Well, we talked about uh, Rosie Connolly's. Shout out to them. They Not are on the market. Above. Um, we will shout out all the other Irish places. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Church Hill because the Irish Festival oh, yeah. is this weekend. Everyone go hit it up. Let's raise yes. some money for St. Baldrick's. Uh, there'll be some head shavings, et cetera. I have a friend who donated her hair this friend. past weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yep. Good I, cause. I was going to shout. I forgot to say, but shout out to Lakeside Tavern. I went there to see my bandmate play, Randy. Um, I went there to see him play with his band, Roar. And I had Korean food there, and it was so good. So shout out to them. Yeah. And uh, this weekend, I'm planning to try out Mom and Pop's hot, hot burgers and hot dogs. So oh. over Lakeside. Uh, oh, shout out to uh, Capital Chips. Uh, they're, a, they're, a, they're a new uh, local grocery store. They only carry local items. Oh, that's cool. I want to yeah. go there. Actually. Yeah. So uh, Capital Chips, uh, and everything is very healthy. And uh, the, the lady who runs the place, you know, she she works really hard, so... And they'll be open this Saturday. This is they're only open one Saturday a month, and they're open this uh, Saturday, the twenty fifth. Wow, it's very exclusive. Sh- also, shout out to everyone who serves our country. This yes, a- yes, yes, our uh, military um, and also first responders. Yes, who've saved Tom multiple. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Henrico Fire. Uh, yeah, they they saved me too. <laughs> did they? They have there not saved me yet. Fingers crossed. Well, they're there if you yeah. need them. I'll tell I you know what. a few of them, and I love amazing, them. Yeah, amazing men. A lot of people yep, out there protecting I went to us. High school with some of those firefighters. So, yep. love them. I bless them. All right. 
Well, right, thank guys. y'all. We'll see you uh, for an extra special episode. Oh, yeah, next week. But also be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram handle is at olala underscore RVA. And follow us on Facebook at olala in the dungeon. And if you know someone that would be a great fit for an interview on our podcast, please send us a DM. I was going to say, we really want you guys to start DMing us like, Seriously, I'm begging for it. Come on. Give it to us. <laughs> I, I want right. to thank you for having me tonight. I, I love you both. I, I love I love what you're doing here. And and like you, I love Richmond. I really do. It's a great city. We're we're really lucky. And I just want to say one more thing, and that is if anybody's having a hard time in their life right now, I wanna anyone's listening having a really hard time, it's temporary. It's temporary. Don't make any permanent decisions for a temporary feeling, okay? Uh, anybody, just God will put people in your life the way he's done with me, and I've seen countless others. And uh, so and if you just reach out and tell people you're hurting and let, let, let accept the help from others. Don't great message. It. Don't bear Yes, it. yes. Such a great message. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tom. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you. Yes, we've so what enjoyed great it. Guest. Love you. Thank you. All right, guys. Peace out. And until next time. Bye.